Hey, welcome to the Fully Posable Starting Lineup Podcast. <laughs> they were Fully Posable, by the way. The very first episode of the Fully Posable <laughs> Starting Lineup Podcast. Welcome. We've changed formats. I didn't see that there was any other Starting Lineup Podcast, so this is the <laughs> longest running episodic Starting Lineup Podcast going today. <laughs> episode one. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey yo, is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top. Oh yeah! And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. Each sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 272 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast, the longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff Singh. Alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, what's going on, dude? I hate April Fool's Day, Jeff. Why is that? I need to stay off social media because I go on, I read something, and I'm so gullible. I don't keep track of what day it is. And I see some cool news and I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And then I start to look at the comments and it's like, April Fool's, for example, I get an email from Pizza Hut that has their newest menu item. That newest menu item is two personal pan pizzas with boneless chicken wings in between them. And they called it the ultimate pizza sandwich or something like that. Dude, my inner fat kid went crazy, started salivating. I'm like that meme of the the fat cat heavy breathing. Right. Oh, dude, I'm like drooling on my phone. (laughs) Little fine print underneath, April Fool's. But it said, you can make this if you want. I'm like, jerks. And then Jack in the Box, toying with my heart. Sends out an email earlier this week that the sourdough Jack been on the menu for like 30 years being discontinued. And I'm like, oh, look at Jack in the box wanting to play like Taco Bell. They put out an email today that it was some big April Fool's ruse. Sourdough Jack is staying on the menu and they're giving one away for free with any app purchase today, which is Thursday, April 1st. So that's not really how you're supposed to do April Fool's. So I give Jack in the Box credit with at least making good and giving out a free sourdough Jack. But Mm -hmm. dude, I hate April Fool's. And as a matter of fact, when we get into toy news, I'm going to have a bit that might actually be April Fool's. I haven't seen if it is or not, but I hate April Fool's. It's the worst. Well, April Fool's might not be the best, but we do have a couple special birthdays that fall on April Fool's. Yes, we do. We have Travis Fowler. And Jonathan Dobrik, the great Jonathan Dobrik and the great Travis Fowler. Happy birthday to you guys today um, or when the show drops a few days prior. But that kind of makes up for it. I do understand the frustrations of going onto social media and you see something cool and you're like, oh, whoa. And they're like, oh, April Fool's. It's like James Frank sent me a screenshot of a an Instagram post and it said $5 in this toy box. And it had the Sergeant Slaughter LJN style figure. <laughs> and I was like, holy crap, dude. He's all, oh, by the way, April April Fool's. I was like, damn it. Don't do this to me. Shaking your fist in anger at your phone. I'm staying off of social media just because of this reason. Yes, it's awful, dude. Awful. Another one was people were doing sales posts. Some guy was like, oh, I need money really bad. Here's a, I'm selling all my Cobra Troopers, uh, 30 bucks each. And a Baroness with motorcycle for 40. Just, I need cash, guys. And then underneath the post, he's like, April Fool's. As I'm like starting to get really excited, like PayPal at the ready, you know? But (laughs) screw you, April Fool's. Something else I was thinking today, though, just kind of sitting around. Do you think with all of this nostalgia coming back and people have the Biden bucks in their pockets, do you think starting lineups will ever make a comeback? And I'm not talking about like within the next month or two. I'm talking... Within the next like year to three years, do you think starting lineups are ever going to do anything to escalate in value? No. See, I agree with you. I hate to say that too, 
because if it was going to happen, it was going to happen during COVID. Now, granted, certain Bulls players, because of the last dance, did spike in price. True. Jordan, some Pippins. That is true. The Rodmans. But the rest of the starting lineups, like the baseball or the basketball or footballs, they never spiked in price. Maybe like 10 bucks, 15 bucks, you know, for certain players, but nothing crazy like what we saw with wrestling, G.I. Joes, and whatever else toys decided to spike. It's just funny because it seems like all the other toys get a lot of nostalgia leave. Even Silverhawks coming out of the woodworks and getting some love. Voltron, of course. But it's just, I don't know what it was with starting lineups. They just can't do anything to catch back on. And this is not a starting lineup podcast by any stretch. It's just, I'm kind of wondering, like, all those cool toy lines that spawned in the 80s. It seems like starting lineup is the one that's just like, it's the forgotten child in the corner. Like, eh, leave it over there. Nobody wants to deal with that. Because remember when those things were just so expensive? Like the first series of the Hockeys in 93? Dude, I paid oh, like yeah. $90 for a Grant Fuhr. I probably couldn't sell it for $9 now. Like, it's just crazy that these things just, the values that were back then are nowhere near what they are now. And that's not a good thing. It's the opposite direction. It's crazy. Hey, welcome to the Fully Posable Starting Lineup Podcast. <laughs> they were Fully Posable, by the way. The very first episode of the Fully Posable <laughs> Starting Lineup Podcast. Welcome. We've changed formats. I didn't see that there was any other starting lineup podcast, so this is the <laughs> longest running episodic starting lineup podcast going today. <laughs> Episode one. <laughs> this may suck. Tell us why we suck. It's funny, too, because you see carded starting lineups, and they're always like 15 bucks. Yeah, you never get a PM for price on a starting lineup. <laughs> Ever. Okay, so this debate has gone on in numerous Facebook groups, but does it drive you nuts when you see someone say PM for price? Oh my gosh. I don't want to start a side conversation with this person. Just name your price, get your offer and move on with your day. You're not going <laughs> to basically like you want to field a bunch of PMs behind the scenes and take the highest offer. Get out of here with that. Just post your price and move on with your day. I kind of understand because I have seen people post their price and they'll post their price and people will laugh at them like going, oh, that's stupid. So I see a lot of people going like, I don't want to post my price because I don't want to deal with the comments. Or you post your price and say, if you don't like the price, move on. I've seen that too. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, for sure. They post their price and they're like, if you don't have anything to offer here, move on, move along. Keep scrolling. This is not for you. So yeah, they call out the person before they're able to put the little laughy emoji or leave some sort of comment. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I've seen people go, I don't want to deal with it, or um, I don't want to deal with the laughing or the snarky comments. Yeah, totally understandable. So I just put PM for price, so. Right, yeah. No, I totally get that. But And that just goes back to the April Fool's thing, too, with people posting stupid prices on their stuff, and you start to get really excited, and then, oh yeah, it's April 1st. Although I will say, you mentioned Travis's and Dobro's birthdays. They are today. Well, Thursday, April 1st. So happy birthday, both of you guys. Both great, great friends of the show. We love you guys. Um, but Jeff, today is also opening day of baseball. So it's not all bad. Good things happening on April 1st. I'm losing to a team that has a retired place player in their utility spot. It's not good, dude. It's not good. <laughs> Now we're shifting over to the woes of your fantasy team. <laughs> it's day one and I'm already like, blow this thing up. Panic button. Panic button. <laughs> the guy's sweating saying, wait it out or yeah. <laughs> uh, blow it up. <laughs> Trade everyone. <laughs> if you'd like to get any of our shirts, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or what a maneuver dot. Net, you can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Opposable, Instagram, Fully Opposable, WF. If you want to go back and listen to any of our past podcasts, head on over to Podbean, search Fully Posable. If you want to head on over to FullyPosablePodcast.com, read some writings, head on over there as well. You can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. I kind of extended that so you could get your water, Scott. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate that. You're a professional. You see that happening and you stall. Good job. You can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all to FullyPosableWFP at gmail.com. Calm. Bringing up homage again. Scott, you were wearing that shirt uh, during our draft this past Sunday. Yes, the Kevin and Chili. Absolutely love my homage shirts. I have the 
Well, I have two NBA Jam style shirts. First, I've got the Heenan and Gorilla, my favorite announced duo of all time. And my other one is the Kevin and Pot of Chili. Great shirts. I always get looks and laughs when I wear them. Big thanks to Dobro again for the birthday presents, both those shirts. Love them. Super comfortable. You will too. Yeah, I love my Brett and Jim shirt. They are the most comfortable shirts. One of the most comfortable shirts I've ever worn. Same. Um, The neck on it is perfect. The comfortability, the breathability on the shirt, it's awesome. Love Ahmed shirts. And you can too and get 20% off your order over at homage.com all by using the code FPP20 to get 20% off your entire order. So you can get one shirt, two shirts, three shirts. So head on over to homage.com. Homage founded in 2007. Homage turns back the clock with shout outs to electric moments and personalities in sports, music, and popular culture. From the Nature Boy Ric Flair to Stone Cold Steve Austin, Homage tells stories of triumph, individualism, and hustle, preserving the old school and creating new legacies. Head on over to homage.com and again, that code at checkout, FPP20, to save yourself 20% off those comfortable, comfortable shirts. And speaking of opening day of baseball, they have old school baseball shirts, they have Griffey shirts, they have Bo Jackson shirts, they have a Cincinnati Reds NBA Jam style t shirt with Chris Sabo, Barry Larkin. Shout out 1990. Ouch. For the A's fans. What? Why Why would the A's fans be hurt? In the 90s season, that was a clean sweep in the World Series. Billy Hatcher went off. Billy Hatcher? Who? Yeah, that dude went off. <laughs> yeah, he did, actually. <laughs> he killed the A's. It was a clean sweep. Hey, Charlton, Randy Myers, and Rob Dibble all got their rings. The Nasty Boys. Yes, they did. And Jeff, I also want to mention for the Office fans out there, we're mentioning how comfortable the Homage shirts are. They just added a Pam and Jim to their NBA GM style office shirts. So go check that out as well. Homage.com using that code FPP20 to save yourself 20%. Scott, did you do any toy spotting? I did. Dude, you're not going to believe this. I bought my first Marvel Legends figure. Uh, what'd you get? I got a Wolverine figure because, as I mentioned, I'm going to be filling the DTOF when one of the Ikeas around us gets it back in stock finally. I want to fill it with just some cool stuff from my childhood that I remember. And Wolverine is one of those. I'm a big Wolverine fan. Loved most of the films that Marvel put out. But I'm more of a fan of Wolverine in his... I guess it would be like a drab yellow and brown costume. So like his early to mid-80s instead of the blue and yellow X-Men costume. And the new Marvel Legends figure has that outfit. Like the drab yellow and brown. And so I scooped it up. I love it. Awesome looking figure. It's my first Marvel Legends... Man, probably since the mid-2000s, because I was I was buying those clamshell ones that had the comic in the back and then mm-hmm. the figure. I had a bunch mm-hmm. of those. I have since sold them. I have none of them left. But I did used to collect those, and this is my first one since then. Will probably be my only one. I'm not going to start getting into Marvel Legends. But I love that Wolverine, and I had to get it. Um, was just at Walmart, just kind of looking around, wanted to see what they had. Reho still sitting on the pegs. Big shocker there. Just one, though. <laughs> um, and then they had just gotten in all these Marvel Legends. The pegs were stacked. And they probably had like 15 Wolverines. So I picked out the best one, brought it home, going to open it up when I get the Detolf. And aside from that, got in my War Games playset from Amazon. I saw where Amazon was actually shipping out the War Games playset out of the shipping box. What? And yeah, literally just sent the War Games playset with the shipping label on it. Oh, no. Yes, a big oh, no. Mine came in the shipping container because it's essentially one per box. So mine came in the original Mattel shipping container with the labels and everything on it. But people were saying that they got theirs. Basically, like that was the box that was shipped in was the War Games playset box. Shipping label, boom, off it goes. So that's unfortunate if you're an MOC with that. But I got that and that's pretty much all my toy spotting. That's not good. I thought it was a good toy spotting. Well, no, not you. I'm talking about the... (laughs) You you know what I mean, you jerk. Yes. Yes, I am being a jerk. No, bad on Amazon for that one. Horrible move. Horrible. Like, treat it like somewhat of a collectible. I mean, it it wasn't super expensive. You're still talking like a $65 item. You know, and you're just going to slap a label. They wouldn't do that with anything else. You just slap a label on the actual item and throw it out the door. That's not okay. Dude, it was funny. Uh, Friday night, I went out. And I was like, I'm going to go get a haircut. I'm going to go to Target. And then I'm going to head to Panera Bread and grab some food. 
and then get home in time for the Warriors game. So I go to get my haircut, dude. Our streets were packed with people and cars. Like Park Street, which is our main street in Alameda, California, was just littered with people, dude. Like COVID just was like done. It was like, all right, game over. Wait, was there an event or something? No. Dude, traffic getting down Central Avenue, which is the main road that goes all the way through the island. Mm-hmm. Dude, it was just insane. I get down to Webster where my haircut place is. Cars everywhere, dude. People everywhere. I'm like, what is going on? There's no event. There's nothing going on. There's no art and wine festival that they have once a year or anything like that. I was like, what the hell is going on? Can't find parking. Finally, let me get to it. I do find parking. Get my haircut. I head over to Target. Target is slammed. What? Something strange is afoot in Alameda. (laughs) Right? So I was like, okay, I'm done at Target. I'm going to head over to Panera Bread. So I start driving down Park Street and I see a bunch of people. We have a tavern, a new newer tavern that just opened up. Okay. Dude, the outside was packed, like just littered with people. Head over to South Shore to get uh, food. Bunch of people over at South Shore. And all I could think was, yes, people spend that money so you stay off eBay and bring our toy prices down. That's yes. all I could think. You're like Mr. Burns. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Spend that money. Spend that money at that tavern. Excellent. <laughs> Drink the beer. <laughs> Don't buy the toys. <laughs> That's all I could think, dude. It was like, okay, these people are going to start spending money on food, drinks, you know, start celebrating times lost and eBay prices will head back down. This is going to be great. Yeah, but probably not. Yeah, more than likely not. But that's all I could <laughs> think, too. Um, I did get my two great Muda 16D figures, those statues that they made the New Japan figures. Yes. I purchased Great Muda with the red paint and Great Muda with the white paint. And I got them. I love them, dude. I think this is some of the best ones that they've done. I love the Takahashi one. That one still may be my favorite, but these Mudas are neck and neck with it. So I did get those. And it was funny too, because I started thinking, I was like, you know, I pre-ordered those after Super 7's New Japan. (laughs) And I've gotten these. It's like, Dear Diary, day 782. (laughs) But who's counting? No sign of New Japan figures. <laughs> it's like you're keeping time in a prison cell, like little marks on the wall. Are they stuck in a canal by chance on a <laughs> boat that's wedged in a canal somewhere? Is that what could be happening? Very possibly, yes. Another delay. Christopher Dean actually checked in today. He goes, hey, just out of curiosity, have you gotten your New Japan figures? I was like, no. Why would that happen? Of course not. <laughs> But Steve from PPW Podcast texts me and he goes, by the way, I just got an Okada from Entertainment Earth. I got the shipping notification. I was like, of course you did. Wow. Well, it's good when everybody else gets them besides the company that made them. Right. I think our figures are floating out in the bay with all those cargo ships that are out there right now. Could be. Very well could be. With all those containers. Whatever. It's a joke now. (laughs) It'll get there at some point. You know, Series 16 will be out and Series 1 finally flows in. WWE will move on from Mattel onto a new company, be on series 56 of their elite line. <laughs> and then finally we may get an Okada from super seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. By the way, no sign of that contract yet. I haven't heard anything. Very interesting. Well, we do have figures coming up at access and we also have San Diego comic-con, another virtual San Diego comic-con. So We'll see. We'll see if the contract is announced then. Well, it looks like they're going to try to do a live San Diego Comic-Con at some capacity around Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, really? Yeah, that's word on the street. I don't know if it's actually happening or not, but yeah, I've been reading stuff that they're trying to do at Thanksgiving weekend. Is that an April Fool's joke, dude? No, I read this about three weeks ago. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yes, that did not happen today. Okay. Interesting. So San Diego Comic-Con and Thanksgiving, huh? It could happen. We'll see. That's really close to New York Toy Fair, too. So that would be kind of cool. Uh, speaking of next week, we are going to have Steve from the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast on. And this is another uh, episode of ours where we are going to be having our podcasting or creator friends in to sit in with us, do a show with us. So Steve from Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast will be in. Can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
he might be gloating about his Okada figure the whole show because I still won't have mine. <laughs> He'll be like, this is what happens when you take one of your friends to the second best taqueria in your hometown. <laughs> You get Okada last. You know what he's going to do on the show? He'll probably be opening up the figure. This is what you get when you take me to the second best Takaria. <laughs> oh, don't don't open the figure during the show. No, <laughs> don't do that. Hurts my heart. Scott, we do have a little bit of news. What do you say we jump into it? Let's talk about it. Oh, you going to learn today. Scott, what you got for other news? So, Jeff, when I referred earlier to April Fool's Day jokes, this is one of them that I saw on Facebook earlier. I don't know if it's legit. I haven't been able to find out yet. But if it's legit, we have a mean gene pillow buddy on the way from Gador. G-A-D-D-O-R. Gador will be announcing the release date soon. And if it's true... They'll be announcing the release date on their website, www.brothersgador.com. The picture looked great. It's definitely one you'd want to consider if you buy these custom pillow buddies. Very cool looking, but again, I don't know if it's legit. I should know more within the next week. So if it's a fake, I'll let you guys know next week. But if it's legit, stay tuned to their website. Is there a caption bubble that says F it? There is not. I know. That makes me think it's legit too. I actually really like that name, Gador. Gador? 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 It sounds like an 80s cartoon evil character. It sounds like a Lord of the Rings character to me. Uh, I wouldn't go Lord of the Rings, but like, an you know those 80 cartoons, like they just had random names for evil villains? Gador sounds like that evil villain from an 80s cartoon. I actually really dig that, that name. I thought that the He-Man character Fisto should have been evil surprisingly he was good you and i were thinking that same thing big metal fist yeah i know where you're going with that like the fist coming out on the smackdown stage yep exactly yes that's exactly what we were thinking that's the one scott last week junk shop dog we were talking about them remember how we said that the somebody was going to be announced on saturday well that someone's name is Terry Funk. Terry Funk, the living legend, the Texas Bronco Hall of Famer and World's Heavyweight Champion, will be joining the Sofubi Pro Wrestling Series 2. So Terry Funk is Series 2 that was announced on Saturday. That's awesome. Another good get for them. He wasn't in the original line of, uh, of Popeys, right? Uh, yes, he was. Oh, he w- oh okay. So this will technically be his second Popey-style figure. Yep, because there was Dory Funk and Terry, yeah. Oh, they did make both. Oh, that's awesome. Dude, hopefully they can get Dory. That would be amazing. Oh, don't you mean Haas Funk? Wasn't that Jimmy Jack? Oh, it was Haas, wasn't it? Yeah, because Jimmy Jack wore that um, Lone Ranger Ranger mask. Yes, yes, the bandit mask, if you will. (laughs) Don't Urban Dictionary bandit mask. No, don't do that. Whatever you do, don't go to Urban Dictionary. And type in bandit mask. It is don't hilarious. It. it is hilarious. <clears throat> don't encourage them, Jeff. But don't do it. But it is quite funny. <laughs> don't do it, though. <laughs> Stay off Urban Dictionary. Uh, series 6 AEW figures. Lineup and renderings were shown, but just basically 3D renderings. Jake Hager, Sheeta, Jericho, Phoenix, Penta, MJF. That is Series 6. Scott, we had already seen the lineup, but these were the actual renderings. Did you see these? I did not. I did not. It's one of those things. Come on, man. Already this, this what, sixth series, we're getting four repeats? I think we talked about this before. We did. I don't know how I feel about that yet. But, you know, if they're getting better, then they're kind of going back and redoing series one through three. So on that note, I guess, okay. That's fine, but we all know renderings can be a tricky thing. Like when you get old, you don't want to trust gas. You want to pass it carefully. That's how I feel with (laughs) renderings. You don't totally trust a rendering until you see the finished product. It's funny because it's true. (laughs) Oh, it's very true. You got to be careful. So that rounds out the news. Scott, we have to do a quick wish list because we have to do filler. Well, first, before we do that, can I wish you a happy birthday? Ah, you may, you may. I will uh, I will accept all the birthday wishes. Send in the floods. Yes, flood Jeff with all the birthday love. 
I know you guys did that for Travis and you did it for Dobro, but Jeff's birthday was Saturday, April 3rd. So if you didn't already, please go wish him a very, very happy birthday. And Jeff, you're a hell of a guy. You're You're a hell of a host. Aw. And you're an even better brother. I love you. Thank you for all you do for this show. And I hope you have the best birthday. Thank you very much, man. That means that means a lot to me. Thank you so much. You know what's funny, dude, is you were feeling good at our fantasy baseball draft. I know you're going to think this is weird, but I have to kind of tell you the brotherly love that we have over here. You were feeling good at our fantasy baseball draft. Yes. I promised Sean, I, let, me, let me preface that with, I promised Sean I was going to be drunk for the draft. Well, the night before the draft, Shannon and I decided to go celebrate our 12th anniversary. So we had a night out on the town. We got a hotel room. We had a lot of drinks. So I got home Sunday and I felt like hammered crap. I did not want to drink. Well, as soon as I log into the draft, Sean has a drink in hand and Sean's feeling good. And I can't let my dude drink by himself. So I go downstairs and I make myself a blackened in water and I'm like, I'll have one. Well, four drinks later, (laughs) I was feeling strong, very strong. Okay. Now you may proceed, Jeff. I just wanted a little backstory there. So during the draft, I drafted a gentleman from the Boston Red Sox first baseman named Bobby Dahlbeck. You son of... You're going to bring that up. Okay. Okay. Salt in the wound. Keep going. Will you be able to cut that same promo you did on me right now? No way. No way. That was from the heart in the moment because you took one of my... I wouldn't call him a sleeper pick. The dude made a lot of noise in spring training, but he was high on my list and I needed a pitcher in that spot that... I could have taken Dahl back in front of you, and I almost did, but I'm like, Walker Bueller's still sitting there, and we were in like round 10 or 11, something like that, and I'm like, I got to take Walker Bueller. Nobody's going to take Dahl back. I'll get him on the comeback. Your very next pick, you took Dahl back. And yes, I cut a promo on you. No, I don't remember everything I said, but I might have disowned you at one point. You did. I did disown you. Okay, good, good. You did. You said we are no longer brothers. Perfect. Yes. Okay, good. Which contradicts everything you just said leading into the story. Yeah, it was drunk me talking. That doesn't count. You dropped an MFR at me like two times. I did two of them. In this promo, you did. Um, and I forget what else was said in this. But here's the best part. This is this is the best part, though. This is like you and I actually brothers. Like the bond that we have. And I said... But Scott, I really wanted Mr. Dahlback. Now, if any of you have watched Step Brothers, <laughs> Will Ferrell calls the stepdad. He calls him uh, Mr. Mr. Dahlback. Mr. Dahlback. Well, I called him Mr. Dahlback, and Scott loses it. Oh, my God. Dude, I didn't see it coming. Like, that joke was not on my radar, and when you said it, I just lost it. <laughs> you did lose it, dude. But the funny thing is, is we're on this Microsoft Teams thing, this meeting, and everybody is silent making picks and you and I are just giggling like Beavis and Butthead, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I had like two minutes previous disowned you and called you an MF or twice, apparently. Yes. Yes. And here we are chuckling two minutes later about (laughs) Mr. Dobek. And And everybody's trying to make their picks and you and I are like Beavis and Butthead, dude, just like, (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But it made my day. That one little moment just made my day. (laughs) That's awesome, dude. That's great. We had a good time. That was a lot of fun. We did. We did. So anyways, back to the original. Thank you very much for the birthday love, dude. That really means a lot. Um, I'm hoping the day's good. I can't predict the future, but I'm hoping it's good. Anything planned? I may head down to Toy Safari, see if they're open. Good call. I haven't been down there in over a year, so I kind of want to see what they got. I'm glad they stayed open. Oh, dude, I was freaking out, dude. I was praying. It was funny, too, because I kept emailing them, asking them, hey, do you guys have any wrestling stuff? Just send me whatever wrestling stuff you have. And, of course, they never got anything in because people weren't bringing stuff in to sell. Right, right. So so they never really got anything in. They had, like, a bunch of Jack's Bone Crunchers. I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Save your time. (laughs) Oh, you have Toy Biz WCW? Never mind. So I'm going to head down there, see what they got. And uh, Celeste said she's going to treat me to the best taqueria in the Bay Area. Taqueria El Gordo. Did you hear that, Steve? I'll be be bragging about that to Steve next week. Hmm. As he's opening his Okada. (laughs) I'll blame you for that, dude. 
So anyway, speaking of Steve from the PPW podcast, he actually got me thinking. I knew it was going to be a short show because everything's going to be safe for either next week or the following week, whenever they have all those toy reveals and everything for access. But I started thinking, Steve from the PPW podcast, they just did a show on WrestleMania 4, one of the worst WrestleManias. How dare you? How dare you? Matches were awful. You can stop now. La, 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 la. Nobody's listening to you. On top of that, Strike Force loss. So that's another reason to not like WrestleMania 4. But anyways. Next to Macho Man hoisting Elizabeth in the world title. That was like the best part of WrestleMania 4. <laughs> but I got to thinking, we have never gotten a Bret Hart with a broken trophy, have we? That is very, very true. We have not. So that is a very quick wish list that I just thought I'd do on the fly right now. Well, I should say on the fly because I listened to the show a couple days ago, so... And how great would it be if the trophy was broken? Oh, that would be amazing. Or if it had like a feature where you could break it, like you press a little button on the base of it or something and it falls apart. Oh, even better. Yes. Yeah. It comes in a couple of pieces. That would be awesome. Good wish list. Thank you, dude. I was just listening to their show and they did a good job of recapping it. Now, Steve's, as he said, he didn't have any nostalgia for WrestleMania 4. So he went into it with an open mind where Eric, his co-host, has a, all the nostalgia for WrestleMania 4. So he loves it. Oh, see, he has good taste. But I, that got me thinking about figures from WrestleMania 4. And I thought of Bret Hart with the trophy. So that is my wish list. The quick little wish list I'm throwing out there. Dude, we still need a Macho Man Mega Powers. That is sorely lacking. Nobody has done one yet, which is shocking to me. Like LJN didn't even do a repaint. Nope. And it's, it's, to me, it seems like low-hanging fruit for Mattel. Like, we need a Macho Man, guys. Give us an idea. Uh, Mega Powers. Done. Yep. Doesn't that seem simple? We've gotten, like, every single Macho Man, it seems, except for Mega Powers. We got Slim Jim Macho Man before we got Mega Powers Macho Man. I don't know what the weight is. Maybe they wanted to get Hogan back in the fold before they started pumping out Mega Powers Macho Man. That's one I'm actually hoping to see it uh, access. For the reveals is the mega power macho yes absolutely it could even be an um, ultimate edition oh i'm hoping it's an ultimate edition or macho man from five with that robe like the mcfarland statue oh yes yeah but we need a mega powers macho man they have to make one although th- we just got a macho ultimate edition so i don't think that might be on the radar i think it's gonna be a just a regular elite Man, that would be quite an elite, wouldn't it? You put a really nice robe on that macho yep. in the Mega Powers outfit. Ooh, man. that would I would definitely pre-order that one. I'd be all over that before it hit retail. Is that your wish list? Yes, that is my wish list. Gotcha. Two, two different macho men, either Mega Powers or WrestleMania Five, preferably Mega Powers first. That rounds out the news, Scott. It is time for WWE Elite Series 11. What do you say? Let's go check it out. We are jumping into WWE Elite Series 11, but before we do, head on over to Wrestling Figure Database, bring up Series 11, and you can follow along with us. Again, that's WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Follow along with us. You can see the figures inbox, mint on card, you know, because and with no air holes because figures don't need air to breathe. They actually do not. Yeah, it's, it's science. It is. Plastic doesn't need to breathe. Yeah, they don't need oxygen. They like being all pretty in the package. They love it. Exactly. So again, WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Scott, WWE Elite Series 11. What you got? Yes, sir. Mattel, WWE Elite Series 7. Did you get that? Yes. (laughs) Elite Series 11 consisted of Christian, and he came with a cloth goods, black and white Christian t-shirt. CM Punk came with a black t-shirt, cloth goods, with the yellow fist and thunderbolt on it, and a black Nexus armband accessory. Next up, Wade Barrett, and he was in his black gear, a cloth goods Nexus t-shirt, and a Nexus armband. Next up, Miz, and he was in his blue trunks, and Jeff, your notes specifically say, crappy world title. 
Yeah, because it looked like it came with a basic title. If you look at all the elite titles, they have a shine to them. This one did not have that look. Poor Miz. This one had a look like a basic heavyweight title with them. Yeah, and I agree with you. It's kind of a crappy world title. He also came with a red Money in the Bank briefcase. Next up, John Cena came with a necklace accessory, a purple hat, and a purple Never Give Up Cena Nation shirt. Rey Mysterio came with a mask, the extra mask, not the mask that was on the figure, the extra mask you could put over his mask, a black cloth goods shirt with Rey's face in green, white, and red, and Jeff, that rounds out Mattel WWE Elite Series 11. So if you run down this list, Christian's second figure, CM Punk's third figure? Second figure? I think second? No, third. It's third. I think it's his third. We should say elite. Yes, elite. Correct. Yeah, clarify elite. And Cena's second. And Rey Mysterio's, I believe, his third as well. Wade Barrett was the only new one out of this one. Yeah, good Wade Barrett figure. Uh, But you're right. Definitely some repeats in this one. Christian was actually kind of posed. I forgot to mention when I told about his figure. Uh, He was actually kind of posed with his arm. Kind of, it looked like he was raising his arm to look out at his peeps but they didn't yes. fully complete it inside the packaging. A uh, decent Christian figure. If I had to pick a favorite, it's probably the CM Punk. This was his black gear with the white, blue, and red Chicago stylings on the trunks and the boots. Mm-hmm. Great looking CM Punk figure. I really like this one a lot. I love the inclusion of the Nexus armband. Love the shirt that he comes with. So if I had to pick a favorite, it's probably Punk out of the set. I'm looking down this list and a lot of the guys that had figures in earlier Elite Series... Like Christian had that silver and black jumpsuit in I think series one or two. Yes. Then Miz had that awesome looking black jacket for series nine. Uh, Rey Mysterio, I felt, had better figures. It's like they kind of just already shot their wad at the original offerings of these guys that had multiple figures at this point. Yeah, instead of something new, this felt like more of maybe like a reheat. Right. Yeah. So not super great. But it was cool we got a Wade Barrett Elite, and I really think the CM Punk is the best one out of this set. Now, on the flip side of that coin, a lot of these guys might have already been out of print and not on shelves anymore. So, for example, Christian may not have been on there, been on the shelves, so you, and you missed out on the original Christian, so now somebody can get an Elite Christian. Same with Cena, same with Punk, same with Miz. So a lot of a lot of these guys that have had multiple figures at this point their figures might've been gone off the pegs. So newer collectors that were coming in were like, Oh cool. I can get a Christian figure. Right. right. So I do understand that point. It just didn't have that same feel like the initial run of these guys. I totally agree with you, brother. I pulled the eBay listings. Christian zero on eBay. As of today, April fool's day. I'm not April fool's in ya. (laughs) There really are zero CM Punk. There were zero on eBay. Wade Barrett, also zero on eBay. Now, again, these are mint on card that there are zero. Miz, there was one on eBay, $99.99 plus $12.99 shipping. John Cena, there was one on eBay for $72. And Rey Mysterio, zero on eBay. Scott, what'd you think of this series? Uh, I, I think you hit the nail on the head, dude. This was more of uh, just kind of rehash and good for people that might have missed the original releases of a lot of these names, but uh, not one of my favorites for sure. It was decent. I mean, for what it was, it was it was okay, but there were definitely better Elite series before it. And again, for me, cream of the crop, CM Punk. I actually don't mind the Wade Barrett. I thought that was a good initial offering of Wade Barrett. So I'll go with Wade Barrett as my favorite. I like it. He also had a Nexus armband too. He did, he did. Scott, that rounds out WWE Elite Series 11. It's time to hit up the listener segment. What you say? Let's go talk to him. And I just want to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people. And I just want to listen to the listeners. Scott, we just got done recording that segment for WWE Elite Series 11, and you have breaking news. Yes, a CM Punk just hit eBay. Mint on card, Elite Series 11. $300. Oh, that's it? That's it. $300. That oh, is okay. only like a quarter, almost a fifth of your Biden bucks. 
That's not bad. You do math pretty quick. Eh, on occasion. Don't get used to it. Especially if I've been drinking, it can tend to be wrong. Scott, our first question comes in from Christopher Dean. He says, hello, guys. How are you? Kind of an odd to think we would have been in the afterglow of Mania and hanging out down here. Can't wait until the day we can enjoy the second best restaurants in L.A. together. <laughs> Ooh, I think he's calling you out there, Jeff. Well, Chica's Taco is grade A, the best taco place down there. So we're definitely going to be there for the Fig Life meetup. Yes, sir. Got a question for you about Mattel. What are the top three figures you guys think they never miss on and the top three that seem to regress? One regressing figure seems to be Alexa. They used to capture her likeness pretty well, but the last Elite and some of her basics seem off a bit. To me, the one they always seem to get is Triple H. Older or current day versions seem to be pretty good to really good. Let me know what you think. Hope you have a great weekend. Thank you, Christopher. Okay, so one they never miss on, and I don't think anybody ever misses on, is Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Correct. That is a home run every single time. Yeah, they always hit on Jim. Uh, let's see, who else? You know what? Undertaker is always good. Undertaker's good, yeah. Um, I'm not a fan of this last offering of them with the purple gloves and the um, Mattel Elite Legends. Really? I, I'm not a fan of that figure. In fact, my buddy Nathan was like, I'm looking for the Undertaker and I I have it and I'm like, I'm not impressed with that. I should just give it to him for his birthday. Wow. Okay. I didn't think it was bad. I really liked the Decade of Dominance. That mm-hmm. one is outstanding. The Boneyard Undertaker is amazing. It, they just always seem to hit Undertaker. Uh, Natalia is always a good one. Nia Jax, always solid. Sasha Banks is one I would say that they have yet to master. Correct. They're still missing on Sasha, although her last Elite was better. Definitely better. Uh, they finally seem to be getting Becky correct. At least one of those faces in the Ultimate Edition was good. And if they hadn't released the Charlotte Ultimate Edition, I would have been throwing Charlotte in that. But when agree. They, they hit on that Charlotte Ultimate Edition. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Totally agree with you. Uh, they've gotten Rhea really well. Yep, and Savage, Randy Savage. There aren't really many bad Savages, right? From Mattel, they've all been really good. Yeah, I can't think of one bad one off the top of my head. Of course, I'm really tired right now, so there's probably one that's like <laughs> blatantly obvious, but I can't think of one bad Savage. Uh, Ray Mysterio, they always seem to get. Yes, they always nail Ray. They always do a good job on his, whether it's a basic, a battle pack, um, just a, an elite. They always nail Ray. And initial offering of Tegan Knox is very promising. That basic is really good. So that's a good initial offering. Stardust, they did a good job on Stardust. Excellent job on Stardust. Goldust, they always got too. Yep, exactly. So those are some of the figures off the top of my head. Finn Balor's another one that they seem to capture really well. Randy Orton. Yeah, even his Legend Killer days. Yes, and all the way back to his like debut in WWE when he kind of had the mop top. Yep. I think that they got that one really well too, but they always seem to nail Randy Orton. He's gotten progressively better over the years if you look at his scans. We talked about in the earlier elites, they always seem to capture a big show. We, As we said last week, if you throw out baby big show from that earlier elite line, they've always done well on big show figures. Agree. Agree. Hogan is another one too. They've captured always really, really well. Yeah. Actually, now that I think about it, one miss, and it's it's a glaring miss, Bret Hart. Oh, yeah, dude. Absolutely. That's an obvious one. Yeah, absolutely. I know you weren't a fan of that King of the Ring um, RSC exclusive. Uh, You weren't a real big fan of the Ultimate Edition. You did like the basic SummerSlam. Right. But there aren't a ton. of and Oh, and you like the Defining Moments with the Canadian flag. But you don't like a ton of Bretts from Mattel. No, not at all. I always felt Jax did a better job on Bretts face than uh, Mattel has. Okay. That's weird. Yeah. They get his tag team partner perfectly every time, but they miss on Brett. Uh, one more, Jeff, and I don't know if you want to end on this one, but it'll be a kudos to Mattel. She's only had a couple of figures so far, but Bianca Belair. Oh, good call. Good call. Great job on her basic and amazing job on her elite. Well done, Mattel. So far, so good on Bianca. Now they just need to get Sasha right. Getting better on it, though. Getting better for sure. Thank you very much, Christopher. Always good hearing from you, my friend. Always enjoy our talks as always can't wait to see you down there christopher scott next question comes in from justin summers hello scott and 
somebody, I'm forgetting their name. Anyway, um, this is once again Justin Summers from Wrestling Cheers with my weekly question. I'm going to try to make this one a quick one because I know I'm submitting this a little late and I have a bag of Taco Bell right next to me and I really, really need to finish this and send it to you so I can enjoy the wonderful delicacy known as Taco Bell. So I was thinking, where do you guys think we are on the status of WWE Mattel retro figures? I think it's been a while since we talked about it. I know we've seen the line of the Masters of the Universe WWE figures. They're doing pretty well. They're continuously coming out. They're coming out with different rings. You know, we've had just two so far. If I'm correct, I don't really collect them too hard. But look at where we are with the Mattel retros to where, hey, we were not getting that fill of nostalgia that we had with the Hasbro figures anymore. So now companies are creating their own version of Hasbro's. I would think that WWE has their thumb on the little bit of the pulse of what's going on. Maybe they don't do anything a lot of the times, but they have to know that these figures are coming out. There's nothing that they can do, but there's a market for them. People are buying them. So there's money on the table. They just have to react. And I think people will buy these. I have my fair share amount of Mattel retros and I would buy more if they were to release them. But now that these companies are releasing it without them, without that competition, the Danhausens, the Ethan Page, the Dino Bravo, Bull Nakano, makes me so excited. Like, are they going to be fully functional figures like the Hasbro's and Mattel's were? No. But you know what? They're going to serve the purpose. And that's why I look forward to buying those. So hopefully WWE and Mattel figure out what they're going to do with those. But I want to know what you guys think they're going to do. Whether they are, they going to be gone forever and we're just going to be stuck or the alternate's going to be the masters of the WWE universe or will they be resurrected from the dead? That will do it for me this week. Thank you for everything you guys do. You guys are awesome. I will take my answers off the air. And by the way, Scott, thank you for wishing me a happy birthday on Facebook. Only jabronis would forget. Later. Well, now I know why JS is mad at me, dude. Uh, <laughs> well, let me double up. Happy birthday, Justin. <laughs> I had no idea. I do apologize, man. I didn't see that. I botched that. I am sorry. Oh, no. And it's right around my birthday, too. I should have known that. Yes, it is. But you know what? It's easy. I will defend you a little bit. It is easy to miss those birthday messages sometimes where you get the alert that, hey, it's so-and-so's birthday. Um, I did happen to catch it, so I threw out a happy birthday to Justin. Um, they are easy to miss. Uh, but, Justin, I don't blame you for being mad at the guy. He took Dahlbeck in front of me. He didn't wish you a happy birthday. Let me just throw this guy out. Actually, I do feel really bad right now. So, Justin. I ha- know you do. Shut up. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I I really do feel bad. So Justin, happy birthday to you, man. I if I would have known, I would have texted you immediately, man. So I I do apologize, man, and happy birthday to you. If I have learned any lesson from this, Jeff, of you forgetting Justin's birthday, I need to be your birthday secretary so that this doesn't happen again. Justin has been so good to the show. Questions every week. Super kind. Great dude. And you forgot his birthday. Well, okay, one, I didn't know it was his birthday. I Even though Facebook tells me and sometimes I don't see it. It, Anyways, I feel bad. No, no, no. Let me beat this dead horse. <laughs> what was he asking about? He was asking about retros or something? <laughs> I, I will be your birthday secretary. Be like, hey, dude, just quick text message. So-and-so's birthday. Thank don't you. Don't forget. I appreciate that. I appreciate You're that. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh. So they do see, and when I say they, it's all about pronouns on the show. Mattel does see the retro figures that are coming out from Chella, from Zombie Sailor, from everyone. Steve is trying to get this brought back, meaning the retros brought back, but it just isn't moving along. You know, they're focused on these Masters of the Universe WWE figures because these figures are hotcakes. They are. There, there's a couple of uh, stragglers left on the pegs. You know, the Seth Rollins you can find everywhere, but 
Other than that, you don't find many of these Masters figures, Master WWE figures, on the pegs outside, as I said, of Seth Rollins. The excitement is not waning at all. Exactly. So if you're a big box store like Walmart and you're walking down the toy aisle and you know, you walked down a few years ago and you saw nothing but Series 7 of the retros, Seamus, Sean, Kurt Angle, Jericho. You see a ton of those, but a few years later, you see the Masters of the Universe figures flying off the pegs. The retailer isn't going to be inclined to, for you to go back to the retros. They want you to keep making these Masters of the Universe figures. The retailer runs the show. Exactly. So... I don't foresee the retros coming back or they will remain on ice. And who knows, like maybe this initial rush from Chella and Zombie will die down. Then WWE will jump back in and they will be pumping out a bunch of figures. Who knows? We don't know. And again, we don't know what's going on with the contract. Now, Mattel does have figures lined up into 2022. They've got lineups going on, but we still don't know about that contract. That's another thing. Yeah, and it's one of those where we just sit and wait until Steve gives us an update. And they did put them on ice a few years ago. When you put something on ice, that means, okay, maybe we'll bring it back at some point. And I hope they do. And we've talked about it extensively that they need to find a good business plan that makes sense to move these figures. So like you said, Jeff, you walk into Walmart, you see Series 7 of the Retros sitting there for ages, but you can't find any of the other series out there. The Masters of the Universe figures are moving great. And you see every series on the pegs at some point. But with the retros, you didn't know if you were going to have to buy them online, if you could find them at Walmart, if you could find them at Target, if you could find them at Five Below. They were everywhere. And there was no clear, concise plan of this series is coming out. You can find it here. This series is coming out. You can find it here. They need to be clear on. Well, first off, I would make it an exclusive somewhere. Absolutely would make it an exclusive so you know it's a one-stop shop to get them. And just give us enough information so we know where to go buy them and when. That was the main problem with the retros. They were so all over the place. It just, it seemed like they were in such a hurry to get them out. And it was kind of a mess from start to finish. Like you'd find some at five below and then other series you'd never even see locally. And it was just really, really weird the way that they did it. And it's not the answer we want to give because Jeff and I both want the retros back. We've been flying that flag for quite a while i just as jeff mentioned too i think there's still a bad taste in the retailer's mouth from the retro line originally it's going to take some time for mattel to kind of ease those back into the rotation so jeff i agree with you i think we're at least a year to a year and a half out from any mention of the retros again now that's probably a good thing for cella and zombie because they have a wide open playground to kind of have free reign to put out anybody they can get their hands on and no competition from the big boys. But I think you're right. I think that Mattel will kind of let them have it for a while and then they're going to jump back in the game. So I do see the retros coming back with a clear business plan to move them, but I don't see it happening for at least, I agree with you, Jeff, another year and a half. That's even if the contract gets extended. Assuming that it happens, which we've talked about that as well. I hope it does for sure. So fingers crossed it stays with Mattel and we'll have retros back at some point. Absolutely. By the way, Scott, Justin's birthday was yesterday, March 31st. Yeah, I know. I wished him a happy birthday. That was a that was a good move on your part. Yeah, I know. It's always in good taste to wish a happy birthday when you see somebody have a birthday. But if you miss it, it's better to send a belated birthday message. Uh, Scott, actually, speaking of uh, Zombie Sailor Toys, he posted in one of the Facebook groups I'm in. I'm actually just reading this now. He said, after a long debate and many days deciding on an official name for the Zombie Sailor vintage-style wrestling figures line, this morning I finally chose what it's going to be called and filed to have it trademarked. On Friday morning at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is when the show drops two days prior. I'll show the name and logo. I think it's awesome. I would have shown it today, but with April Fool's, no one is taking anything serious. So didn't want to jeopardize it. Okay. So April 2nd, we will have we will have a name. Yep. We will have Beautiful. a name for that line. So Justin, thank you for the question. He was eating Taco Bell, Scott. Y- yes. We got so kind of hung up on the whole birthday thing. Yes. 
a man after my own heart consuming Taco Bell. That's the way to do it. Justin, if I can make a recommendation, we were telling Travis Fowler about this too. I hope that you're ordering off of the Taco Bell app because when you log in, you start getting rewards for all of your orders. And if you eat Taco Bell as much as I do, pretty much every time you go on to order, you're going to have a free reward sitting in your app. And you can go in and you can get anywhere from a bean burrito to if you order enough, like I do, a Nachos Bel Grande. So just a little tip from a Taco Bell fan to a Taco Bell fan. If you don't already have it, download the app, order off of that. Get a ton of free food that way. Thank you again, Justin. Scott, our last question of the week comes in from Josh Thompson. Hey, Jeff, it's Scott. JT here back with that weekly submission. This week, I wanted to share with you guys my thoughts on the FTC wrestling action figure diorama playset. Right off the bat, I'm really glad that FTC is giving us a playset of some kind. Yes, I know they have a butt ton of accessories on their website, but I wanted them to give us something like the diorama playset to have as a background. I don't mind the fact that it's made of cardboard. I've had a soft spot for cardboard sets and only thing I ask for them is that they be in scale and look fantastic when you set them up. Only other thing to add is I hope FTC considers doing more of these in the future. I'm still hoping for a ramp to the ring set from these guys down the line. And I'd like to see if they can give us some ROH themed sets. It was funny too, because when I saw that diorama playset, the first person I thought of was JT when uh, Chris tagged us in the playset diorama. So yes, FTC does have diorama playsets for figures. Uh, as JT said, they are cardboard, so they're easily fold them up and put, be able to put them away, but they do look pretty cool. Yeah. Awesome setups from FTC. Hopefully as JT mentioned, this is just the start of something for FTC to branch outside of their wrestling line. Um, I love it. And look, if JT is going to endorse it, that's all you need to know. JT is the man when it comes to the play sets. So if he's putting his stamp of approval on there, if you're into play sets as well, Take that man's lead and go check out FTC's playsets. They are very, very cool. Now we just need ring skirts to give his stamp of approval. Yeah, I'd love to know what ring skirts thinks of him. Nate, who also had a birthday. Nate did, yes. And Jeff, did you wish Nate a happy birthday? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Justin, did you hear that? Jeff wished Nate a happy birthday. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> <laughs> In all seriousness, Justin, I swear we're going to get off of this this recording. And the first words out of Jeff's mouth is going to be, dude, I can't believe I forgot Justin's birthday. <laughs> this is going to eat at you the rest of the week. Like you have a birthday on Saturday. It is going to eat at you the entire weekend. I know it. No, I'll be like Austin Powers. I'll be like, I'll be sad for a minute. You know, and then, <laughs> you know when, when mini me was going to be gone or something like that. <laughs> And then you're going to shag and forget all about it. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) JT, thank you for your weekly question. Scott, that rounds out the show. We want everybody to check out WrestlingToyTracker.com. Over there, they have the carded and loose prices for LJN, Galoobs, Hasbros, Just Toys, Bendoms, Defining Moments, and speaking of retros, you can find them on there. You can find the carded and loose prices over at WrestlingToyTracker.com. Calm, Scott Eaglemoss. Yes, Jeff, if you have a pop culture or WWE fan in your life and you're looking for a gift for that certain someone, look no further than Eaglemoss. You can give them a follow on Twitter at HeroCollector underscore. Check out all of the very cool properties under their umbrella from DC, Star Trek, Battlestar Galactica, and of course, WWE. They have a great line of WWE statues from superstars past to superstars present. You will not be disappointed. Give Eagle Moss a look on Twitter at HeroCollector underscore. Scott, I want to throw it back to the podcast buddies. Of course, I'm going to throw it back to Breaker and Bane first. Great fun show over there. You can find it on iTunes, Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Breaker also had on his show this past week of, you know it's fake, right? He had Simon Gotch on. Great get. Absolutely. So go check that out. Simon and Breaker shoot the shit and it was a lot of fun i mean it's just fun hearing the banter back and forth and a deep dive into wrestling so go check out you know it's fake right on itunes and scott last weekend was power hour pro wrestling's latest pay-per-view and you and i retained the tag team titles against high level high, high level enterprise oh excellent yes so we are still the phpw tag team champions we won in a cage match 
Oh, we we face Prestige Worldwide in a cage match. Yes, <laughs> Prestige Worldwide. <laughs> did did you pin Mr. Dobek? No, there. Were... <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, we had to escape the cage and we did, and we retained the titles. So nice. And we came out in our LOD gear, which was really cool. Oh, very nice. That sounds like something we would do. Yes. But the thing that scared me was the last time that we wore the LOD gear, we lost. So I was nervous that we were going to lose the titles because the LOD gear was bad luck, but that is Ah. not the case. Excellent. We won in the LOD gear. It's a new beginning for the team. We are still PHPW Tag Team Champions. And still. Yes. Check out Doing the Favor. Also check out doingthefavor.com where you can listen to their sports show, their wrestling show, and they have the Brickseek numbers that will check out the elites, Decade of Dominance, all those figures, AEW, all those figures over there. Check out doingthefavor.com. Com. I mentioned them earlier. Steve from the PPW podcast will be on our show next week. Check out Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast, where they just did WrestleMania 4, one of the worst WrestleManias ever. You'd better stop. You'd better. <laughs> it's a good thing it's your birthday on Saturday. You'd be trading hands. Also, Steve is doing a nude podcast. Nude? Not a nude podcast. <laughs> Steve's doing a nude podcast? Is he doing it while he's eating at the second best taqueria? here watch me eat this burrito (laughs) in the nude in the nude steve is doing a new podcast called the outfield concourse podcast it is about analytics of baseball remember scott the first four letters of analytics is anal so just remember that it's a good way to remember how to spell it thank you jeff (laughs) thank you so check out the outfield concourse podcast Check out our buddy Seth, Sheena, Marco over at the Chick Foley Show and check out their Facebook group as well. You heard Justin earlier, who had a birthday earlier this week, Scott. Huh? He huh? did. And when was that birthday, Jeff? March 31st. I just looked it up on Facebook. Excellent. Happy birthday again, Justin. Justin hosts Wrestling Cheers, a fun Northeast independent pro wrestling podcast. It's a mouthful, but it's a great listen as well. RJ over at Ringside Rant does a fun show as well. Check out our buddies Rucker and Marty at Boot to the Face. Our buddy Tim does Pulling Up a Chair, a fun show and a deep dive into collectors and how they got into collecting and becoming wrestling fans. So check out Pulling Up a Chair. Scott, Drunk Wrestling History, what you got? Yes, before I get into drunk wrestling history, just want to give Tim a shout out. He's a great guy. You definitely want to check out his show. He's just kind of getting it started out, but you wouldn't know it by listening to it. Great. I'm really enjoying pulling up a chair. Great job, Tim. And I always enjoy our conversations. And I would expect nothing less from your podcast based on our conversations. You're doing a killer job so far, man. Keep it going. So, Jeff, drunk wrestling history. Give us a follow on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk. Our newest episode that just dropped this past Friday goes over SummerSlam 98. Jeff, do you remember what the main event of SummerSlam 98 was? Okay, so that was when times were starting to get crazy. SummerSlam 98 was Austin, Triple H, and Mankind? You are getting it mixed up with the year after that. That was 99, where Jesse Ventura was the special guest? That is correct. So I want a year earlier. Uh, Okay, so... You had one of the names right. Well, it was Austin, but was it Undertaker? Yes, it was. Austin Undertaker for the title in the main event. Oh, okay. Uh, Yes. Was that the one in New York? Yes, it was at MSG. Okay. I always get that confused. I always think that's the 2000s. Nope. That one was 98. Okay. So you guys did that one? Yes, we did. And uh, my least favorite match was Kai and Ty versus the Oddities. I have some not so nice things to say about that match. If you would like to tune in, you can find us wherever you find your podcasts at. And again, on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk. We're drunk wrestling history. We're not always accurate, but we're always drunk. I take it you didn't like it because of the Oddities. (sighs) Yeah. Listen and tune in. I usually I'll watch a pay per view and I'll take notes, dude. 
I will admit there were times in the past where I was watching a match and nature called and I'd go take care of nature <laughs> and I would come back and the match would still be on and I'd be like, damn it. This was one of those times where I wish nature would call and I'd be able to sit there through the entire match and not have to review it. I've actually done that. I've been like, well, I had to go drop a deuce, so I didn't watch that match. Because you can do that when you're doing a drunk wrestling podcast. <laughs> I was hoping nature would call during the oddities versus Kayantai. That did not happen. I had to sit through the whole thing. So I took angry notes, and those come out on the show. <laughs> well, I can't wait to listen to drunk wrestling history this week. Thank you. Also, check out our buddies Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. And also check out Ryan Buds. Every single day he does trivia with Buds. Scott, roll call. Yes. First and foremost, of course, throwing it out to the great, the amazing, the super talented Jason Wolf. Not only is he an amazing artist, but he also does custom Hasbros. And you've got to follow his social media to get the schedule of when those are coming out. Across all platforms, at the art of Jason Wolf, or jump on his website. You can get in touch with the man himself. His website is Doyle, D-O-Y-L-E, draws.com. Again, social media at The Art of Jason Wolf. Website, doyledraws.com. Get in touch with him. Get some news on Hasbros. Order a print. Order anything. The dude's an amazing artist. Got to throw it out to him. Jason Wolf, give that man a follow. And Jeff, that rounds out roll call. Scott, for episode 272, anything else? Go get your vaccinations. Fig License 2016, and happy toy hunting. Dude, I wish I could get vaccinated. I actually want to get vaccinated, but nobody has any openings to go get vaccines. Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy right now, and I know Biden said that by May 1st, he wants at least a major chunk of the population vaccinated. I just know the quicker we get vaccinated, the quicker we get back to quote-unquote normal, whatever that's going to be, but... I've got, I just got my second shot two days ago. I had no adverse effects from it. It was Moderna. At most, it was like, just kind of like a tired fatigue almost, but luckily didn't have chills, fever, aches, nothing like that. So I, I just want to get back to like what 2019 was. 2020 was a disaster. I want to go have fig life meetups. I want to go back to toy shows. I want to go to ball games. I want to go to concerts. I want to hang out with the listeners. I want to go to WrestleMania. The quicker we get vaccinated, the quicker that happens. So, yes, it sucks right now trying to get in line for one, but it's worth it. It'll happen. Get it done. Just get it done. I want to thank everyone for listening to episode 272, hashtag Fig Life. Adios. Let's go! Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully posable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.